Greetings, listener. You are currently listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. And now, here are your hosts, Roy and Andrew. All right. Are we finally all together? Amazingly so. Yeah. (laughs) One month later, uh, we're finally doing our September episode of the show. The only one I can remember is Constructicons. We're like the Constructicons. Is that, am in, I right, Jason? In my right. defense, I have always been here. So You've been you know, here. it's not you, Jason. It's us. It's, <laughs> us. it's, it's us. You, Jason. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cult Cinema Catacombs. Uh, we're finally doing what we were supposed to do on in September, which was Transformers, the animated movie from 1986, uh, celebrating its anniversary this year. Shout Factory has released an incredible 4K restoration of the film, and that's what we're here to talk about. And we felt that we needed some uh, little bit of expertise in the realm of Transformers. So we have none other than creator, host of the Super Curl Nerd Show, Jason Dilworth. Almost, with us here. You almost got that name right. I kind of like Super Cruel Nerd Show. Super Cruel Nerd Show. (laughs) The Super Cool Nerd Show. No, from now on, it's Super Cruel Nerd Show. That's what it is. Just like the Schneider Cut. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming, Jason, and being patient with us while we had all kinds of surgeries and weird things happen. I think life life is a wreck right now as far as the world, so I'm I'm flexible. (laughs) Speaking of. Why didn't they use, I guess, in the new Transformers movie, why didn't they use Life as the Highway, the song? I don't know. I mean, that is is on the nose, man. Like, like in the, in the, in the Bumblebee, you know, in the Bumblebee movie. Mm hmm. I think it was Mark Wahlberg. I think you only can fit so many people in there. I mean, so many songs in there. So some, maybe, (laughs) maybe, maybe made it to the cutting room floor. It, it it's on the director's cut, and it's just yep. Mark Wahlberg singing "Life Is a Highway." That's all it is. I'm kidding. It's not. I saw okay. your face, and I was just like, I gotta, I gotta straighten this out right now because he'll think it's real. Well, I got Lightning, Lightning McQueen yeah, driving in the background as it's playing. You, you can't do Transformer stuff like that. <laughs> I, I, I was playing an online game with some friends, and one of them like decided to screw with me. He was like, "Oh yeah, that Transformers game you wanted came out." And they were like, no, I'm just kidding. But by the time he said, before he even said just kidding, I was already out the door. Right. <laughs> and they were like, uh-oh. He's searching every Walmart and Target within a 25-mile radius. These people know what happens to us when they say something we like comes out. I'll send mm-hmm. something to Roy. I'll send a, like a, like a Mondo vinyl something. And I, it's like three minutes later he's bought it. It's like I don't even know how he got yeah. to the website that fast to yeah. buy the thing. Lies. Well, that happened with the, the 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 Suicide Squad soundtrack. You're like, hey, the Suicide Squad soundtrack, and I was like, bought it. It's, it's on it's on vinyl. It is. Oh, okay, he's got it now. All right, cool. I'm, I'm, All I'm right. checking out as we speak. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, so we're here to talk about Transformers, and we got a GoBot expert with us. Oh, come on! It's <laughs> that's like. <laughs> that's that's the take my wife please of Jason Dilworth jokes at this point. This is this is the I just flew in from Cybertron and boy are my arms tired of jokes uh, that we could throw at Dilworth at this point. We can get better than that, I think. Oh, for, I will never not be furious over Gobot. <laughs> <laughs> for the and listeners like- who don't know Jason's history, there there are a couple of running gags that have been going on for ages with this guy, and I mean, 
one is related to spam, and then the other, the 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 canned meat, not the emails. And <laughs> the second one is GoBots versus Transformers. So, um, Jason, what is your beef with the GoBots? Other than they're not Transformers, <laughs> it was okay. GoBots were easily accessible. Like you could get GoBots at like Piggly Wiggly or whatever, <laughs> you know. And I remember, like, um, I, I, I have a very sweet story to tell you about how I how I became in love with Transformers. But it was just GoBots were always, uh, yeah, they were diecast metal and everything, blah blah blah. But I just remember, like, an aunt of mine before birthday, she's like, "I got, I got you something that I know you like," and I'm all like, "Ooh, what is it?" She's like, "Oh, you're gonna have to wait until your birthday." Oh, wow. The anticipation is killing me. And then I start to open it up, and I realize this box is awful flat and, like, almost like on a car. And she goes, I got you one of those robot toys you like so much. <laughs> and I remember – and it, it, it sucks because it was it was Pathfinder from the GoBots, who was, like, a black UFO. And I just remember sitting there, like – and I was about to say something, but my grandmother's eyes were looking right at me, and she was like – Boy, you better say thank you. <laughs> so I had to sit there and hold this thing. She's like, go ahead and open it. I don't even want to open it. I'm a kid. And I don't even want to open it. It's like, God damn it. Oh, why, why isn't it a Transformer? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll open it later. Yeah. I want to get it on the card. This, this is like basically saying you want to get a cheeseburger from McDonald's. Your mom goes into the kitchen and throws some burger meat into a pan and puts it on two slices of Wonder Bread and hands it to you. So I just I just wasn't a fan of them. I, I I wanted to get as many Transformers as I could, and this was just like a wasted opportunity. Yes, I was a spoiled, ungrateful child. I don't care. I'm still bitter. <laughs> we need to have a we need to have a group at some point. We need to get all of our podcast friends together and have a conversation about how we were all spoiled, ungrateful children. Because okay, yeah. I think we all were like the stuff that I had when I was a kid. I look back now, and I'm like, I had everything short of the USS flag, and I was just, and I, yeah, yeah, right. And I was just USS spoiled, flag. rotten, I was, and, and ungrateful for all of it. Jason, do you have any GoBots, even as a gag? Somebody has slipped a liter one into my Master show. <laughs> hey, I, I remember actually you spending money on a deluxe GoBot a few years ago, I think, and... Oh no, that was uh they 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 had like a third party uh, robot line called Machine Robo. What GoBots was based off of in Japan? Gotcha. And um, a friend of mine sent me one. Nice. And was like, and it, and honestly, it was a really quality robot. Right. But it, but I was like, no no no, it's not GoBots. It's Machine Robo. I'm still pure. <laughs> Question number two: Was there a GoBot movie? Yes, Challenge of the GoBots. Was it was it in the likeness? I mean, was it at the same level? Not at the, I, I don't want to say at the same level because I know what it's Hanna Barbera. Be. What do you think? But like, was yeah, it a theatrical think. release? Was it? I don't remember. I remember watching Challenge of the GoBots like on TV or something I was one day. Say, I don't think it got released in the theaters. Like I'm gonna, the we did. put, we've just put Jason through. 15 minutes of talking about GoBots. I'm going to throw this gauntlet down to Roy and I. Jason, you do not have to engage in this Thank unless you. you choose to. Roy, we'll, we will watch Challenge of the GoBots for this. Is, does oh, it God. exist anywhere? <laughs> you found we, You made me watch a Wizard of Oz thing that didn't exist anywhere. We'll find this one. It's on yeah. YouTube. It's on it's, something. I believe yeah, it's it, on YouTube. 
I would be willing to go through the pain of that should you ever do it. Oh, Jason, why, man? Just because I've never, I, I don't remember the last time I've even seen that movie, and I want to know is it as bad as I thought it was. But I, we'll all see. I remember about the challenge of the GoBots was that it was '80s Hanna Barbera, and it wasn't good '80s Hanna Barbera. It was like that really crappy. We're going to send this to the people who do Chuck Norris Karate Commandos '80s Hanna Barbera. Yes. Yes, and we will watch it. Uh, all right. We're here to talk about the Transformers movie. Here's what I know. I loved Transformers when I was a kid, not like Jason. I was a G.I. Joe kid. But I loved Transformers when I was a kid. And I had an unhealthy obsession with the Micro Machines guy. <laughs> I don't remember what his name was in the movie. Jason, what was his name? He's going to pull him down. Oh, he's pulling down. For those who can't see the video, he's pulling down it's the blur. action figure. It's blur. Okay. So John, this movie, uh, John Machida. John so Machida was the, was the blur. I came into this. I came in. Okay, that, that's his name. Yeah, I came into this movie excited because I got some Transformers. You know, I got my I got my core group. I got my Mirage. I got my I got my Optimus. I got my Bumblebee. I was ready. Cliff Jumper might have been in there. I was ready to go. And all of a sudden. And I knew that that uh, that uh, Micro Machines guy was in it for some reason. I forget why. We didn't have the internet. It might have been on TV. Um, and then they decided that three-fourths of this movie was going to be about Transformers. I had no idea who they were. And I was like, are you kidding me with this poochie stuff? Is this what you're going to do? You're going to – you're going to – you're going to throw a bunch of people that I don't know at me. You got Retgar. You got Transformers Fish. What is this? What is this? So that's what I came in, and I ended up loving it and watching it a bunch of times, and I think I cried. Um, and then uh, and then Orson Welles gave his finest performance ever, and it was awesome. Yeah, this is the that's only movie that you, could, that you could say with a straight face has Orson Welles, Judd Nelson, Leonard Nimoy – Eric Idle, and a song by Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. And Robert Stack. Of and Robert Stack, yes. <laughs> I did not know. I Maybe I blocked it out. I did not know Robert Stack was in this film. What, who did he, he voice? Ultra Magnus. Really? Yep. Really? Yep. Okay. I don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Stack cared nothing about his credibility at that point. He had, uh, he had done his thing. He was ready to be a Transformer. Uh, the original voice of the Emperor, Clive Rebel, was actually uh, the Insecticons, or uh, Kickback. Really? Yep. I know a lot about Yeah, you do. That. I was going to say, that's the reason why I invited Jason onto the, the defense walking encyclopedia. I got, I got nothing. So, Jason, where did you, in your timeline of Transformers, right, from 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 GoBots on cards at birthday parties to the what I'm seeing behind you now. Um, at what point did Transformers hit, and what did that mean for you as a fan? For me, Transformers was, um, I mean, I had had uh, I'd seen the cartoon a couple, you know, like like when it first came out and everything. But it's a fond memory for me because I had a godmother who on Saturday we would go to downtown Dallas, and she would take care of bills, do her shopping. And if I was good and we would get a slice of pizza, we'd go back home. Um, I got straight A's on a report card, which meant toy, baby. We go to EL Greens, uh, which used to be in downtown. It's no longer there. And we're going to the basement where the toys were. And I remember picking up a sound wave. Mm. And I was like, 
this that was one of my favorites. And um, I, I, I was like, this is what I want for my straight A's. She thought it was really cool. And I remember explaining to her about Transformers and just that she listened to every word I said about them. <laughs> and because it was straight A's like twice in a row, she got me Bumblebee as well, which is this Bumblebee that I hold in my hand right now. Wow. This is the original Bumblebee. I've actually re-stickered it, cleaned it up. I've changed the rubber wheels. I've repainted the bottom of it. I have preserved this guy. But um, we rode the bus back home, and I remember it just being such a happy day. I, I finally had a Transformer, and I had one that everybody in my neighborhood didn't have. Nice. So, and it was, it was you know, as you sound wave, you got your tapes in there and everything. It was mm-hmm. cool. And that was just I think it was more of that introduction that made me love Transformers because I had this great, this great time with my godmother that I love and I miss. So that's, that's mainly why just it always has that place. But as far as the movie, I had to beg my grandfather over and over again to take me to this movie because he didn't want to go and watch a cartoon at the movie theater. <laughs> and it was the summer. And it was in October when it came out. And it's like, my time is running short because school is going to be starting soon. And I don't want to be that kid that has not seen the movie. And then finally, like that weekend, the movie came out. Um, he, he, he finally relented. I did all kinds of chores. Everything was like, there's nothing else to do on this Saturday. Take me to this movie. So we go and it just, I, I got to see it the first time, of course, shocked and awed by what they did in the movie but right um that was my just like i i just there were very fond memories and i didn't have a lot of transformer toys growing up so much uh what i had i appreciated i, I mean i could count how many i had as a kid on uh, maybe two hands so i've been making up for that that's why i have so many toys now um <laughs> but just these fond memories of sharing it with family members that i really loved uh especially this movie i bought this movie every time it's been re-released for an anniversary uh, when I was in the Navy serving overseas, my wife sent like the anniversary edition overseas and it like was in a, in a care package. And I took over the TV for like a rec room. <laughs> and I was like, if anybody tries to take this DVD player from me right now, I will stab you. And everybody's like, <laughs> he's kidding. He's not kidding. But I made a school of sailors and Marines watch Transformers the movie. And honestly, like a few of them, Oh, this is a kid's movie. Oh, those 80s theme song. Ten minutes in, silence in the room, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone's just like, yeah, remember this. <laughs> and I have that steel box edition that they just released here because I don't know why. I just Because <laughs> <laughs> you got it on Laserdisc, VHS, Betamax, Real to Real. G4K and Steelbox. You might as well. <laughs> and one of the best movies, as a father now, like my son came up to me one time and he's like, Dad, can I watch a movie? Yeah, sure. Go pick a DVD. I'll get it up for you. And he comes back with Transformers, the movie. And I was like, oh, kid, that's that's the old one. You want the new one, right? He goes, no, Dad, this is the good one. <laughs> you did your job. That's what you, that's, yeah, single tier. Just, yeah. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I love them. That's my well, thing. I remember the big thing about that movie was that if you were following the animated series like I was religiously when it came out, if you didn't see the movie, you were going to be so lost uh, with the show. And I almost didn't see it in the theater because, yeah, my parents were like, nah, you don't need to see that violent cartoon in the movie theater. Yeah. And so finally, 
um, went to go see it because a couple of other school friends wanted to see it for the very same reason. So she's like, okay, fine. You know, it's PG. How bad can it be? And, you know, one shit bomb later and she, I think, regretted going to see it because like so many other parents. But, yeah, I'm glad I did because I would have been totally lost when the series picked back up. You got to admit, they kind of threw us for a loop. As soon as I heard Spike say, oh, shit, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> did you just – Spike didn't do that on the cartoon. And what I loved is when the movie first came out on DVD for the first time and you see the track listing on the DVD for Transformers the movie, that scene, that chapter is called It Hits the Fan. <laughs> That's good. Well, you knew you were in for a different experience just from the, the moment that Megatron, like, boards the shuttle and you see Prowl get shot and, like, stuff comes out of his mouth. I remember a kid going, wait, what? Yeah, I wasn't ready to see Transformers die like that. Yeah. And, yeah, I was like, uh-oh, this is different. And then, like, Ironhide gets, it like, you know, point blank, and you're just like, oh, boy, uh, they're dead. They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, these, But that was what I'm saying. Like, these are the – what is – I don't – I'm I just watched this. Like, they were there. They were, they were at the pyramid trying to get – and now – Ironhide doesn't have a head, and I don't know what's going on. So. I know a joke I heard was, oh, look, they just made Ironhide toy accurate. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, that was pretty bad. But it was, um, I mean, just, yeah, you, you were in for a different experience with this one. And I think it was, it was all, all of us, it was our growing moment. You know, like, we are no longer children. We are now men. <laughs> especially when, especially with Prime in the movie and, I wasn't oh, yeah. ready for that one. Mm-mm. I don't think anybody was ready for the the death of Prime in that film at all. I mean, that was just... I mean, spoiler alert, it's on the soundtrack now. You look at the soundtrack, and the track is called The Death of Optimus Prime. So, just like, anyone who's never seen the movie sees that track, it's a spoiler. But, yeah, I... It, it, and at first, when I remember as a kid when it happened, I thought, okay, no, he can't be dead. And then the color fades out of him, mm-hmm. and he becomes this gray robot. And I'm like... Oh crap! He's dead. <laughs> What's going to happen now? I mean, he's the series to me. He was like he was the big honcho, and I'm like, now now what? And all I remember, all of us sitting there looking at each other, going, "Well, shit! Now what?" <laughs> yep, yep. Um, yeah, going sparkless like that. That for me. Did, so I question, and I don't know if anybody here is going to know the answer to this without looking it up. But did this happen before or after the GI Joe movie? Oh, good question. Um, um, I believe this happened before the G.I. Joe movie. Because of that, they didn't go ahead with the decision to kill Duke in the G.I. Joe movie. Okay. They kind of okay. acknowledged yes, the G.I. Joe movie came out in, in 87. So, okay. yeah, yeah this, this was the year before. Yeah, I definitely remember that because of the effect that Optimus Prime's death was, uh, had, they decided just to, we're just going to not say it and just mention off camera. Oh, he's fine. And <laughs> yeah, he got a he got a snake to the face, but he's good. He's good. He'll be he'll be moving around. We'll it's no time Duke. flat. We'll save Duke's death for the live action remake. Um. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it died in more ways than one, and that's a shame. Um, I I just I hope that 
the the Snake Eyes movie does something to that franchise because it was actually worth watching. And, um, you know, they, they did a decent job with it. And I hope it launches something for G.I. Joe the way that Transformers, even though it was just an orgy of metal that nobody could make sense of. Um, I'm hoping that the tra- that it does with Transformers, you know, the new Transformers movie did, did for that franchise. Hey, we're Pick getting a Beast Wars movie. So, I mean, I'm looking forward That's to that. I, I never thought we would get a Beast Wars movie, a live action coming out. So I'm looking forward to that, to be honest with you. So, Roy, what do we need to know about this movie? Um, that it is 35 years old this year. Okay. Um, it has a kick-ass soundtrack. It really oh, does. Um, as a matter of fact, I've got something that I remember making Jason jealous with the record store day release of the soundtrack. Uh, cause the record store day release of the soundtrack, in order to get the vinyl out of the box, you have to transform the box. In order to get them out, and one one vinyl is on clear red for Optimus Prime, and then the other one is on um, uh, purple vinyl for the Decepticons, and they got the Autobot and the De- Decepticon uh, symbols etched onto one of the sides as well. And yeah, you literally have to open the box a certain way and transform it in order to get the vinyl out. That's insane. That's yeah, it, it, it's cool insane. <laughs> <laughs> so it's my little it's 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 one of my little pride and joy vinyls that I have is is that. Um, I guess. Uh, Tell about the vinyl you had it originally, and we lost it in the flood. Yes, I. I had to go on eBay to rebuy it for you. Chris, yeah, I originally bought it You're when it was a record store day, and then he finds it on eBay. I was so heartbroken when that was destroyed, and I, it was like, out of all the vinyl I lost, that was the one I was the most pissed off about. So I was like, this is never going to be found again. And he finds one on eBay and gets it for me for Christmas, and I cried when I saw that. So You're a good man, producer Chris. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else needs to be known about this? Um, How drunk was Orson Welles when he did this thing? <laughs> This 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 is when he said "fuck the peas." I think uh, when oh, he, from the commercial, yes, yes. Uh, when he did this, I mean, he. I remember him just giving it his all in this thing. It's like yeah. it, it's almost as if like Orson Welles just staggered into the recording booth, recorded all of his dialogue in one sitting, and then they were like, "Shall we take it again?" Fuck off and walked out. <laughs> He's or, he is. I am Orson Welles. No, we're not taking it again. I mean, I had no problem with this dialogue. Honestly, it oh, was no. fine for me. Oh no, I'm. He was. He was great, and he was arch. Like the level of of arch you need to be to be that character. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't. It would have been hard unless it was a veteran voice actor at the time. You know, you want a name for somebody that arch. You go to Orson Welles. You get Orson Welles, and you're done. You, you, he can do it from the bathroom and just get it on, get it on, get it on, uh, get it on tape, and you're good. Like I loved it. This movie was wild. I know I my grandfather was. He seemed to get more interest when I was like, "That's the voice of Spock." Well, that, that's Spock as as that voice. You know, like I knew things going in just from like when they did the commercials or whatever. And it, I, he was kind of like, "Oh, oh okay." <laughs> I'm a little bit more interested now, but he he. He went through this movie with me, and I appreciate it. But, um, sorry. <laughs> no, I don't, never apologize. You're the, you're our Transformers guy. Otherwise, you, you don't want to know what we'd be talking about right now. We're yeah. thankful. 
that you're here. Probably talking about Journey Back to Oz again. I mean, uh, who knows? So <laughs> I'd be talking about how hot RC is. I don't know why. I'd just be like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a weirdo. I know one of the things that um, one of the things as a Transformers fan that some people are surprised by. I don't hate Hot Rod. I think Hot Rod did a dumbass thing. Absolutely. But I honestly, Hot Rod was one of my um when they first introduced the toy, like it was one of my favorite toys just because I, I liked how it looked and it was a space car and everything. Yeah. He did a dumb thing. Um, that cost Optimus Prime his life, but I never like hated hot rod. Like other like purists, they're like, Oh, you like hot rod? Yeah. I like hot rod. They're just like, what's wrong with you? Nick, <laughs> <laughs> like, First of all, I'm a grown man. So, but even as a kid, I, hot rod was like the younger guy on the team and somehow became overnight, you know, you know, Rodimus. Uh, I didn't like his, I didn't like Rodimus as much as I liked Hot Rod just because the, the space Winnebago that he transformed into all of five seconds in the movie where they just, I'm, did. I'm raising my, I'm raising my hand. I know you can't see it. What? I do have a, I do have a, a technical Transformers question for you, Jason, if you can answer it for me. Go that right I've in. wondered for, for 30, probably 36 years of my life that Ooh. I've not got an answer to. I also haven't looked it up. So uh, I'm 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 at fault for that. Where do the trailers go? They go off so, slightly off screen. That's it. Slightly off yeah. screen. That's it. <laughs> They're still there. They're I don't know right. why. I don't I don't know why people wonder this. Like it doesn't disappear. It just goes back. It it, it goes over there. <laughs> it's like that signal. It's right over there. It's slightly so, off yeah, camera. You gotta you gotta keep just the thumb. You just gotta keep putting that in the wound, don't you? Just saying. Uh, it, it's it, and when it's time to transform, come on back in. There you go. <laughs> and what's sad, they, they only address it like once or twice on the cartoon. That like his trailer that they actually showed became a, ba- a mobile battle plat- platform. I don't ever think in the cartoon though. I don't think Rodimus has ever came into play. No, it just goes. It's just gone. And, and the few times that that Optimus's trailer shows up, showed up in the cartoon, I, Rodimus is just like, I'm going over here. And granted, inside there were only like like there was well there was a the two big cannons that you could like shoot stuff with, which you know that would have come in handy a couple times, you know. <laughs> you got cannons, dude. Like, oh wait, hold on a second, hold on. <laughs> I played right off this. camera. <laughs> all right, like, you know, like uh, Ultra Magnus, he just like everything just slapped onto him, and he's got armor all of a sudden. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, Ultra Magnus, when I was a kid, was one of my favorite Transformers because it just had it, it. He had those like weird pylons like on his shoulders. That would oh, come yeah. up. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like, mm hmm. Yeah, this is this is the one. Roy, who's your favorite Transformer? <laughs> Mine is Grimlock, actually. I, nice. I've, got a soft, I've got a soft spot for Grimlock. I really do. I think I, mean, I think it's because not only did, you know, he look cool and everything, but I got a kick out of him on the animated show also. Respectable. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the best characters off of that movie, though, was Retgar, because I, like, regularly quote Retgar. <laughs> like, stop, thief. No welcome wagon. Hello, stranger, with that new coffee flavor for you. <laughs> Offer at stars while you wait. Operators are standing by. Those are great. The wreck look, the, the, uh, Let's get a bunch of robots that talk in awesome. television commercial jargon of the day. I mean, that was just brilliant. <laughs> I love that a couple years later, like Transformers animated, Weird Al voiced Retgar, which I was like, "That's perfect. Thank you yep. very much for this." <laughs> and just the, it, the, the movie was very just. I, I hated the humans. Still hated the humans. 
And everybody, there's a lot of misconceptions, like who dies in the movie, like Bumblebee, Cliff Jumper, and Jazz, they lived. Right. They, they were all getting smelted down, but people were like all the, tra- like Bumblebee, no, he didn't. They just never really revisited that character for a while. Well, they, they eventually did. He became like Goldbug. And, but that, that whole thing was like when they were melting down the bodies, I was like, this, this movie just does not stop with the, <laughs> it's relentless. The scarring of my young, uh, young mind. Like when, when Ultra Magnus blows up, speaking of, like he literally exploded. And they just, the junkions just kind of put him back together and even buffed him. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. literally put like wax on, like let's get those, those, those scratches <laughs> out. There we go. And it's like, where were these guys when all the other Autobots were getting like murdered on the shuttle? They just put a guy back together and in no time flat. <laughs> uh, Cup, Cup got his arms and legs ripped off, which I found it amazing. Like the new, uh, the new studio series version toy, they actually included that as a feature on these things. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> His legs and arms will pop off. <laughs> that's great. Nice. He's like dismembered below the water and almost near death. Fix me. <laughs> Just like this movie. I was, I was eight. <laughs> yeah, 35 years ago. Yeah, I was eight years old watching this movie and that's where we're going. This is just not the cartoon. No. But I'm okay with this. this uh, who was Cup? This, this, this was, this was oh, the no. full metal jacket for kids. Is I was going to say, this was. is like the raid, but a cartoon about robots. <laughs> it was just not. It literally, <laughs> I remember it starting, and I'm like, where are we? Oh, we're on Cybertron. And then it was just like, goosh. And then, you, <laughs> and then, the, and then all of a sudden, Optimus Prime was dead. And I'm like, what happened? Then, you know, in, comes, then in comes Leonard Nimoy as Galvatron out of nowhere, which I remember blew me away because I'm like, wait, Spock's a bad guy? What's going on here? I did like, you know, the they got to explore some things that they didn't get to explore in the cartoon, which is really cool. Um, but I did like a lot of the kind of what I would consider for the time period out there character designs that they got to jump into. Oh, wow. um, you know, that, that maybe weren't, maybe got vetoed in a boardroom somewhere, you know, because they, they didn't think that the kids would like them as much or sell as many toys, uh, like Retgar, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, like those weird fish with like, like those things. Um, do you got one of those laying around? Yeah. Yeah. Shark Tacons. I know they just released some Shark Tacon toys or they haven't been released yet, but they were pretty good. I've got, I, yeah, they're out. I've got, uh, one. I got, of, I got course, of course you got them. I have to get like five more though. You know? <laughs> it, it's, are they, re- are they on pre-orders? Jason have them yet. That's the no, question. I got one. I found one in Target or whatever. So they're out. They're, okay. There are lots um, of pre-orders floating around. As like I had to remember, like those pre-orders exist when I find things on the shelf. But um, you're right. They did a lot of uh, new designs because most of the designs from Transformers were taken uh, from Takara and um, that line they had in Japan, which I can't think of right now. Um, I can't either. With the the new Transformers, because Transformers was doing a lot of business, and they were like, we need to make new toys. So most of those designs were done on the American side, like. Hot Rod and uh, Cup and all those guys, because you could tell the definite difference from, you know, traditional Lamborghinis and Datsuns and, you know, Mack trucks. They didn't want to. Also, you don't have to do the licensing for the vehicles. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I created a whole new thing. So they were like, we're about to make a whole lot more money on Transformers. And they did for a while, but you know, then you gotta, you gotta start bringing back in those, those generation two designs. Cause you know, <laughs> the, the new stuff from the movie yeah. arguably wasn't as popular as everything that we got with the G1 series. Right. And then you got to make some rocks that transform because nothing is more exciting. Oh, oh my God. I remember those. Oh my Cole God. And I did, Cole and I did an entire episode of the toy show that we do on rocks, on rock toys because Transformers isn't the only one guilty. There were like 10, 11, 12, 15 licensed toys that were just rocks either that transformed or sat there or had faces or something. <laughs> <laughs> One of the worst things about this movie growing up as kids, though, was because of those toys, like, kids, we lie. We lie about things. Like, I, I got a panther for a pet at home. Some some shit like that. <laughs> and I remember, like, not having a lot of the toys. We're trying to, like, I had Springer because he was a triple changer. I love Springer. But then you get a kid at school that's like, oh, I got the Unicron toy. What? You what? <laughs> yeah, I got the Unicron toy. No, you don't. <laughs> I, it, it broke my heart as a kid because I knew this kid's lying, and but everyone believed him. And I wanted to wring his neck. How dare you just mis, misrepresent the Transformers by saying you have something that does not exist? And he was like, oh, yeah, I got the RC toy. That, and that was <laughs> – I threw a book at him. <laughs> <laughs> and thus the Jason Dilworth we know was born. That's right. He's he like, I, I, got the, I got the new RC toy. Yeah, she transforms, and <laughs> it was a social studies book. <laughs> nice. That is fantastic. It hit him in the chest, but it was just like, I had a complete overreaction to this. And I'm not proud to say it now, but I will say he was lying. So, you know, I feel justified myself. But Hey, don't, when I was, when I was a certain age, a young certain age, I definitely uh, took an Ewok figure from a kid in a store in Elder Beerman's once. So, listen, don't beat yourself up. We you have a cabbage patch kid other frenzy people. on a kid, huh? I did. I did. I, I did. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not proud. It's not a proud moment for me. I don't hold my head high thinking about it. This was a child, and I have that Ewok. It's in my parents' basement to this day. Because it is, it is the lodestone I wear around my neck to remind myself I don't need everything that comes out. Because you might knock a kid over and have to take it from him. Kid doesn't need to need to be knocked over for a wicket. That ain't cool. <laughs> I did feel a little bad years later when I saw they did have protos of those two characters, but they never did. And I was like, oh yeah, I threw a book at a kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, RC actually had a prototype. Huh. Oh. All right. It's, it's like you start to wonder, wait a minute, did his kid, did his dad like work for Hasbro or something? And uh, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> There's that 1% chance that keeps you honest. You're just like, mm. did, did he have the prototype? <laughs> uh, well, Roy, are you ready to watch a movie? I'm ready to get down with my young self. I'm ready to watch this one, too. So, Jason, what we do is this is the part where we break, and then we, like, reconvene a week later or so. And or in this case, two months later. Or, <laughs> right. <laughs> and we discuss, Chris keeps us honest. I'll tell yeah, you that. Yeah, he, keep, he, he keeps the, the blunt honesty going there. 
But yeah, we watch it and then we we give our thoughts on, especially since it's it's been. Well, I'll be honest with you, it's been a month since I've seen it, but still. Um, <laughs> because when I got the copy on Ultra HD Blu-ray, I was just like, nah, I can't wait. I got to see this now. And I was like, ooh, pretty. And yeah, just got sucked right into the movie. So yeah. yeah. I bought like a brand new TV for my living room that's like all the bells and whistles and like high definition. And that's the first movie I watched. Nice. <laughs> I got a story to share real quick. It's not about Transformers, but it's about Star Wars. But it ties into, well, here's the reason why. It ties into you, you, Jason, having that friend who had this action figure you, you swear didn't exist. There's this guy who was on Pawn Stars once, and he had the rocket firing Boba Fett on a card, which had never existed. Everyone says this does not exist. He had the only one prototype before it was ever released. He took the uh, Pawn Stars. If the listeners could only see the look on Jason's face right now. <laughs> he went to Pawn Stars. And somebody from Kenner back in the day and Lucasfilm came into Pawn Stars and says, yes, this is authentic. This is real. We made one rocket firing, unpainted Boba Fett on the card. And this is authentic. Pawn Stars only offered him 125000 <laughs> This thing easily would be four to six million at auction. First of all, he should have set that store on fire on principle. <laughs> He had the one on card because I'm like, there are no on card Boba Fett rocket firing. There was one. There, 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 by yeah. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. So you can't I'm have more that. I'm shocked that there is one. Yeah, on well, card. Yeah, I I would have just like gone off half baked style on everybody in the store if that's all that I was offered. I'd be like, fuck oh. you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> well, this just proves that Pawn Stars is full of shit. But you know. <laughs> I'd be in there with kerosene, like y'all got y'all got ten seconds to get out of here. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm being generous, all right. I must erase every existence of this place. <laughs> See, I'm curious to go back and watch this movie because it's been a long time since I've watched it. I think it's. I think. Does anybody remember? I think my my vague recollection is it was released on Netflix a while ago, like for streaming. Or, or I remember it was, I think it was like during the early days of Netflix. Yes. I mean, I remember it was on there. Yeah. And then Shout Factory bought the rights to it. Big deal. And I watched it then when it showed up, but I haven't, but I haven't seriously watched it probably in 25 years. Oh, wow. 20 years. So I don't even remember there being humans in it. I don't even remember. <laughs> oh, you. Daniel. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember anybody being in it. So I'm I'm real I'm real curious to go back and watch this thing and refresh my memory. Cool. I I, I don't mind watching Transformers the movie again. Oh, twist your arm. I was gonna say twist his twist his goddamn arm here. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Did you? One last question before we break. Did you uh, back that Unicron that was Haslab? No, I honestly did not like that Unicron. Really. You didn't have uh, four days to transform it or something? Uh, it's, it's not even that. Um, it was, I didn't, I wasn't on board with HasLab, especially for something that had a lot of kibble on it. Like basically the, the, the shell of the robot sits on its back and, and the back of its legs. Uh, there's actually a third party Unicron, which very trifling. This third party company, while Hasbro was running their HasLab, says like, yeah, we had one in development as well, and it looks exactly like what's depicted on the screen in planet and robot mode. <laughs> and it got so bad. Like, they, had, they literally made a shell company 
to release this figure because Hasbro was mad as hell. That's why that Unicron, it took so long to back it because other people were like, look at this and look at this. I'm going with this one. And I do have the studio sell Unicron. I, I, I love you, Hasbro, but mm, <laughs> that don't that don't look right. And I, I even had like some purists like, "Come on, man, you didn't get the Unicron." Like, I, no, I didn't. I didn't like it. It didn't look screen accurate, and that's a big thing with me. I like kind of, I kind of like them to look for, like what I saw on screen. Which, if you had a lot of G one Transformers, that ain't always the case. So, <laughs> like getting but, a Captain America figurine and it looks like Barney Fife. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, no, I didn't back the Unicron, but I do have a Unicron in my collection that looks like the one from the, the from uh, from the screen. All right. So, are you ready for this one, Andy? Yeah, let's do it, man. All righty. So, when we when we come back, we will uh, Gale and release our thoughts on viewing Transformers, the animated movie, now as adults. Uh, for Jason and I, it'll be like, like I said, since a month since we've watched it, but it'll be more interesting to hear Andy's response since it's been ages since he's seen it there. So we'll be right back, folks. A new motion picture will transform the summer of 1986 into an incredible adventure. Transformers, the movie. Epic story of good versus evil. This spectacular animated adventure stars Orson Welles as Unicron, Leonard Nimoy as Galvatron, Robert Stack as Ultra Magnus, Judd Nelson as Hot Rod, and Eric Idle as the Junkion Warrior Rekgar. The most exciting adventure in the universe is on planet Earth. Transformers, the movie. Coming this summer to a theater near you. <laughs> this movie gets a pass. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's, it's one of those movies where you're just like, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> there there did, are did a lot of animation errors in this movie. <laughs> I just don't care. And if anybody else pointed out, I'd fight them. Just... <laughs> You like you know what you're talking about right now. Mind your business. That's right. Did, did anybody finish. happen to watch the documentary also on the Blu-ray set about the making of? Not yet. No. Oh, oh uh, highly recommended. I watched it too. They they brought back a lot of the original voice cast and they talked about how this movie caused trauma for kids because they killed off pretty much the entire toy line. <laughs> I mean, let's, maybe. let's start so we can talk about that. Cause okay. yeah. Oh, oh, we're rolling right now. Oh, we're rolling. Yeah. All right. You didn't give us our normal and we're back. We're just going. Oh, oh no. When Jason started going off about the animation quality, I <laughs> the report was off. <laughs> Get that on tape. <laughs> My usual threats of violence. Like, <laughs> We have to have a threat of Jason the ex-violence on this show in order for it to be a true crossover. It's funny, Jason, as you say that, but, like, and I know that's just because how many times, estimate, estimate for me how many times you've seen this thing. Just ballpark. 
I don't know. I have seen this movie. <laughs> oh God! At, probably, at as, least, probably as many times as I've seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Too many. At times. least fifty times, and that's 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 probably a low ballpark because I've seen it like this. Hey, you haven't seen Transformers movie? Well, let me pop it in for you. Just runs <laughs> in the background when you're doing other stuff, and you don't even use one of those. Um, no, because I this is the first time, like I said, I've watched it in a really long time, and I was struck almost immediately. In compare, when, when compared to things like the G.I. Joe feature mm-hmm. and other things that have come out during that time period that were animated, a lot of which Roy has made me watch, unfortunately. Um, kangaroo. Yeah. The, how, how gorgeous the animation is. Oh, well, yeah. there's some great pop art going on in this thing. I mean, there, I mean, especially when you're going inside Unicrom and watching, you know, how he digests the planets. I mean, that's some great abstract art going on. It really is. I mean, you you notice right off the bat with Unicron being introduced when he starts eating the the first planet, the animation is going to be a bit more top tier than what we were used to on the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Like even when yeah. um, the iconic Megatron versus Prime battle, there's all kinds of shadowing in there and just. <laughs> Things like, you know, well, I mean, like, this movie set up a lot of iconic scenes. Like, let, let's take, for instance, my favorite part. Megatron must be stopped, no matter the cost. And Prime starts committing vehicular homicide. <laughs> like, well, I mean, you know, with, with, with all due deference to Prime, you know, we are greeted almost immediately with a, with a false flag operation by Megatron and... Uh, when we talked about how dark and how they how they off you know most of the Autobots that you know almost immediately into the film, I didn't remember it being that, and I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's right. You know what I did notice this time because one thing I love about this movie is the soundtrack, but that scene has one of the best songs from the soundtrack, Instruments of Destruction. This is like 80s hair metal band. <laughs> and I was like, that's a kick. That, that song, that song is all, but, oh, yeah, the Autobots. Oh, dare, dare, dare. <laughs> it is, the soundtrack is amazing. And it's, if, if you are of a certain age and you hear the first three notes of You've Got the Touch, Oh yeah, that Bob, 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 that triad. Like you immediately know, and you're just transported somewhere else. I really you know? hope that Stan Bush has made so much money off of that song. Why, is, why didn't Stan Bush become? And this is a serious question. This isn't a jokey Andy question. But why didn't Stan Bush become like the number one selling music artist of the '80s? Because if you can produce that even once. The stuff one tier down from that had to be amazing, you know? I I remember, like, if you had – there was a video for the song, too, which was, like, the best because he's, like, shooting lasers with his guitar. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they, they would play it when they uh, broke the movie up in, like, five parts to play on TV. And it was, like, Optimus Prime talking to this kid, telling him about the movie. It was so weird. But uh, and he would, like, Optimus, he's like, and I leave you with the touch. And then he, like, <laughs> it's like, this was MTV before MTV was MTV. Roy, I challenge you to find that and put that at the end of this, if you can. <laughs> oh, oh, I can find it. I know I've seen it. I've watched it just for, just for shiggles. But, you um, rip that put that at the end of this, I would love it. But yes, the soundtrack to this movie is just butt-kickingly awesome. And yes, the touch as um, uh, Decepticon Thrust 
sees his reflection in Prime's grill right before he gets just <laughs> demolished. <laughs> that is my favorite part of that whole thing. Because Prime just starts just bam, bam, bam. You, you get a bullet. You get a bullet. You get a bullet. <laughs> He's transforming in the air, blasting just John Woo. Just straight up hard-boiled style, just running people over, transforming, just blasting people in the chest and the face. Yeah, it's, it's total I'll Grand say, Theft Auto going I'll on. Tell you what the trailer went on that part. The trailer was like, I don't want to see this. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> <laughs> he mad. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did they use the touch in this movie? At least twice, right? Um, yeah, yeah. The, that scene like that, and yeah. uh, Rodimus when he um, uh, fights Galvatron. Okay. And, and then, the, the uh, final defeat of, of Unicron, pretty much. So I got another question about trailers after watching the movie, Jason. Does the <laughs> does the the does the, the All Spark does the Matrix of Leadership? Does it give you a trailer? Is that a constellation yes, prize? Yes. Okay. It gives you a trailer. Okay. Because you can have a trailer. That's until that got is it. standard. You get okay. a trailer it just comes if you with are it. the if you are the chosen. Bear of the All Spark uh, or the Matrix. Yes, you get a trailer. Okay, you get a okay. trailer. You get a trailer. Yes. <laughs> and it's just slightly off screen, just waiting. Is it in the? I, I'm not going to try to figure it out. It's, it's. It was great. I love the movie. I'm not going to try to figure out the trailer situation. Yeah, we need. We don't need to talk about how Rodimus because it's just like it's inside Unicron. I guess it's there. <laughs> it's on his ass, and he's just driving around. I told I told Roy when I was watching it the only thing I really wrote him is we really need to talk about the humans in this movie. <laughs> this is, What's wrong with Spike and his <laughs> oh shit? <laughs> this is where in these movies that I started getting annoyed with humans because it's like why is he there? Yes, like yes. like if the, if the glass totally on, in the way. <laughs> on Spike's suit breaks, he's done, or whatever whatever that dome head thing that he was wearing. You got you got the first scene that you see Spike in, where they're on whatever you know, like four moon station, two. moon base two, watching the skies, and Spike's there, and they're radioing back to is, is it Earth or Cybertron? I guess is no, Earth base. Or Jazz first calls up Moon Base Two to talk to because you know that iconic Scatman Crothers. Jazz to Moon Base Two. Yeah. You know I love I love Scatman Crothers. That's a good impression. Jazz, I totally forgot that. No Decepticons here, Prime. Just that. <laughs> just yeah, they were on Moonbase one and two, and okay. uh, yeah. Well, and then they and then Spike's like, uh, tell Dan, son. He gets a cool name like Spike, but his son's name is just like John. That's dumb. Um, so it was Daniel. Daniel was his real name, you know. I know, but like, you, was Spike his real name? Why would you? No, name? Spike absolutely was not his nickname. He was Samuel Whitwicky. Yeah, right, Sam. So why you call him Spike, but your son's Daniel, and he's got a super rad skill, like like he hoverboard. hasn't earned his nickname yet. Although I, after this movie, his name should be his nickname should be the Crying Boy. I mean, when oh, he did in this movie, <laughs> Daniel does have some history after this movie, and I don't, I don't really want to bring it up. It's pretty uh, pretty stupid. So anyway, I'll just but anyway, like tell 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 Dan that I'll be back. After I'm done, stop. You're not doing anything, Spike. Shut up. 
Like, get off comms. You're doing nothing. Bumblebee is scooping you up and getting you out of this, out of the situation whenever anything like this happens. Like, tell my son what I'm doing. Kicking some Decepticon butt. You're not doing jack. All right, Moonbase Spike. Shut up. Made me so mad. That was the only thing that made me mad. No, I've always thought like the humans were a liability and kind of boring, especially when they like. I don't know. They they. They chose to take Daniel with them, when, uh, and I'm like, that is the most irresponsible thing you could ever do. Like, Galvatron is back with a gang of more Decepticons, and, I mean, let's get the Dinobots on board, and let's get the human child. Why not? <laughs> Why not? I would have been like, we need, to, we need to evac him away from here. It could have been worse. It could have been Shia LaBeouf. I mean, we... <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna touch that one. Anyway. <laughs> Daniel is like, would have been just filled with instead of him crying, just a bunch of no, 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 no. <laughs> Daniel is always inches away from death in this movie. From the moment he gets introduced, he's on a flying hoverboard, crashes into a rock, about to bash said rock on a freaking, um, bash his head on said rock until Hot Rod kind of scoops him up. And then they get fired upon while they're on the cliff. Hot Rod has to scoop him up again. Like, oh, God, probably shouldn't have brought him here. They're about to get blasted by Blitzwing, who's a freaking tank. This this kid should have died, is my point. (laughs) So many times. So many times he should have died. And And, uh, they gave him the the exosuit that somehow fit. That was his dad's. Apparently he's the same size as his dad's. So perfectly, and... Like, he was able to transform so perfectly into whatever the fuck it was he transformed into. (laughs) His head was at the front of it, which just seems, once again, inches from death. (laughs) In outer space. So, like, one little crack, and that kid is dead. Also, he doesn't have a spine anymore after that transformation, so. (laughs) I don't know how the interior of that suit works, but, you know, he could barely walk in it. I'm I'm just saying... Somebody should have said, let's get this kid to his mom, who was yeah, Carly. Does he have, does he have Carly. a mom? Carly. Her and where Spike got together. You where remember Carly she? and the Jew? Oh, God, this is where it's just going to be me, like, yep, go for stupid it. facts. There was a girl that Spike folks. was in love with uh, during the show, and uh, Canon Carly is supposed to be Daniel's mom. So there. Okay. I know where was she? Where was oh, she the whole time that her husband a, is on moon base too and her son's on a hoverboard? You know, cause that's what, that's traditionally what you take to go fishing with a giant robot. Well, that's a damn good question actually. Where, where was mom? <laughs> she didn't test well. No, no, Carly never tested well. That's why we didn't have her all the time. But anyway, yes, Spike, uh, Daniel does have a mom. Spike ended up marrying this girl. But, okay. um, I, I, I forgot like how much I just enjoyed like the scenes with Hot Rod as well. Uh, with Cup, the the ba- Cup has like some of the best lines of this movie, by the way. Oh, Cup is great. Uh, tell Grimlock about Petra. Tell I love uh, Cup's war stories, and he just looks. You're living one. Tell me <laughs> more best. about the rabbits. A joke I didn't get as a kid, but now I got it. Yeah, I got it the first time in this. Now I just cracked up when I heard that. I was like, Oh my god! They did a of mice and men reference. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, Cup was 
the old crotchety just God, I, I I love his character, especially just the you're living one of my war stories. That's awesome. I, you missed a piece. No, that's just because you're stiff. <laughs> and then he finally had to come around and be like, "Oh, but you did a good job because the yeah. burr in my rotator was there." I mean, I mean, mind you, he's the old crotchety guy, but Cubs Cubs very capable throughout this movie. Like, oh, yeah. he bashes one of the Sharktacons like right in the mouth, just <laughs> rips off a tail off one. Like, I'll just use this as a weapon. Bam, bam, bam. Um. With that opening scene where I say Blitzwing is about to kill Hot Rod and Daniel, just the the spin up around the barrel and pulling it up, they actually replicated that in the Michael Bay Transformers movie with uh, Jazz. Really? Which I thought was a cool little throwback. Yeah. And prior to uh, Hot Rod coming in and saving his life, he was doing pretty well up against the, um, I guess you could call it Cthulhu Cron or whatever <laughs> the hell that squid Oh no, he was getting he was getting he was getting ripped apart. So, <laughs> what would you I call re- that squid? Was it was it was that like a like a kraken con? Would you it, call it, that? Or it actually has a name that I just cannot remember at this point. But yes, I know it does have one. Because we had the piranha bots. I forgot about the piranha bots, mm-hmm. um, and then of course the sharktacons. But and I totally forgot about the squid also, and I love the fact that when the the squid got its eye shattered, it squirted ink on the way uh, as it's going away. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, okay, is that ink or is that uh, crude oil? (laughs) I think that's the point where you're asking too many questions. You don't want to know. (laughs) I remember the weird. um, What did they call the 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 thing that? I know you have one in your office. The thing with all the heads that spins. Oh, the quintessons. Yeah. I thought that I remembered them playing a much bigger role in this movie than they actually played. There were some psychotic mofos. Just <laughs> kill that guy. Kill that guy. <laughs> How do you find him, innocent? Die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was, I, I was like, is, is the, so they're just killing everybody. Okay. <laughs> I remember that having a bigger part in the movie than it actually did when I was a kid. I guess it made a big impression on me since the last time I saw it. Then I went back and watched it. It was like, that was only like five minutes of this movie. I love how how easily persuaded the Sharktacons are also because it's like they're listening to him and then – uh, here comes Grimlock, and he's like, go kill him! And they're like, okay! And they create that World War Z zombie ladder to get up to yeah. him kill him. Well, in their defense, this was Grimlock and four other Dinobots. They they, they clearly have a the strong survive mentality, so they were like, you know what? I don't get paid enough. <laughs> yeah, there's a hierarchy there that they Even respect. With, with Hot Rod and Cup, Hot Rod and Cup were wrecking them in droves. So, <laughs> so now you got those two who just literally ripped off a limb off of one to beat another to death. <laughs> and then you have the, the, the friggin' four Dinobots. I mean, they, they, Grimlock just growled, and that was it. <laughs> it's, all, it's all it takes. It's all it takes. And as long as we're on Quintesson and everything, can we talk about the, the, the one of the things I hate about this movie? I hate Wheelie. Oh, do you? I hate Wheelie. I have several figures of, even though I look over there, like I have uh, Masterpiece and other versions of Wheelie. Um, I hate Wheelie. I hate his rhyming. 
Grimlock should have eaten him. He was a little like a little icky elf imp. He really was. It was like I forgot how much he annoyed me until I watched this again. He's like, <laughs> was basically what he was through the whole film. And I'm like, oh, just stomp on him. <laughs> like, what was the point? Of that character, like sell toys. That's the point. It's I mean, the, I that's guess the whole point of this whole movie is to sell toys. Yeah, but there were the hot rod. Obviously, like you were going to sell hot rod toys. Mm-hmm. Probably going to sell some cup toys. Rekar, you you could sell droves of Rekar. Shark cons. You're going to sell sure. the shark cons. You know, but wheelie. <laughs> like, did Transformers need an Orco because they got one? His his this <laughs> toy was crap too. <laughs> was, was absolute crap. You know, every 80s television show does need a schnarf. Oh, oh God. That, and that's, that's basically what he was. I don't remember Wheelie doing anything else of significance after the uh, they went back to doing the show after what, what was whatever the next season was. I just, all of this talking and rhyme, just like I hate this, this whatever this thing is. And he actually, did he actually transform in the movie? Because he had an all. No, he didn't. He just shot a he just shot a uh, slingshot, and that's it. And rode on Grimlock's neck. That's yeah. About it. Did so after the movie came out. Was that like like Roy said in, in part one? Like if you didn't watch the the movie, you weren't you were gonna. Lost. You were lost on the show. Did it really like after that movie came out? The show changed then. Oh yeah, big time. Like it wasn't it wasn't Optimus Prime versus Megatron anymore. It was Galvatron and Hara. Pretty much, and Galvatron was not um, the calculating person that we saw. Like they even wrote it where they they brought in a different voice actor because, of course, you're not going to get Nimoy for a kids you, show. You can't pay Nimoy bucks to do the TV show. So yeah, they had Galvatron like have a mental break so that he uh, was like crazy. Okay. And it, 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 and yeah, like every decision he made was a bad decision. Whereas the, you know, Galvatron in this movie, when he, when he shows up, I, who, who doesn't like love that Megatron? Is that you? Here's a hint. Bam. Finally kills Starscream. Like I have had enough of you. Yeah. Starscream had it coming. I was like, I forgot about the scene where Starscream was killed. And I was like, oh yeah, that happened. Thank God. Starscream? That's the porn version. No, Starscream. Starscream. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he had it coming. I mean, the I, I love the like whenever whenever I like get a cold or something or whatever, and I start to get weak, I'm always like, I still function. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, and then you know, no. The thing is, is is that this honestly could have also acted as a finale to the series because the way the movie ended was like, let this be, you know, the end of the Cybertron Wars. I was just like, you know what? If it didn't continue on with the animated series, this would have been a great way to wrap the story up too. But good point. But nope, they went on with the series. And I mean, the series did well too, until they jumped the shark by resurrecting Optimus Prime. Um, no, that's they need to sell some more toys. Yeah. So now we're going to sell the old toys that we stopped selling. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Generation Two. Yes, I was a shill for Transformers toys. So we're going to do some repaints, and we're going to get this out here, and uh, we're going to sell some toys. That Optimus Prime came with a black trailer and a voice box. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and firing missile launchers. I'm sold. <laughs> well, and then when they ended it, there was only like seven auto. There were only like seven transformers out there when he comes out and declares victory uh, over the over the cyber. There was like seven people out there. I'm like, really? This is this is your coronation? It's like five guys and a Dinobot. All right, I mean, cool. We, we had some survive. I mean, like there, we definitely they they piled on the dead ones, but. Some of my favorites, like I never saw any, if I didn't see anybody dead in the movie, as far as I'm concerned, they were still alive. So there, y'all suck it. <laughs> like I saw Windcharger, Wheeljack, they were dead in Autobot City, but were RCs like very morbidly dragging their bodies? Like, I don't know why. Why did you need to do that? Like, <laughs> were you going to strip them for parts before you got called away? Why are you pulling bodies? They're, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it was a dark movie. It was a lot darker than I remember it being. And it was, it was, it was, it was as dark. This side of, let's say, anime, like, like, legit, like, like, perfect blue slash, you know, um, I can't, why can't my brain, why doesn't my brain work? It definitely um, took advantage of the PG rating. It really did in more ways than one. Um, cause it brought back memories of when I went to the theater to go see it as a kid. And I mean, just not only just the, the level of like saving private Ryan violence that happens in the first 20 minutes of the movie, <laughs> but the, the shit heard around the theater. I, I'll never forget when Spike says, Oh shit, what are we going to do now? Just not only us kids looking at each other giggling like he swore but the the mortified expressions on all the parents in the audience who are like what we just this? took our kids to go see this cartoon and it's swearing at our kids <laughs> well i had a cluster of pearls moment when shira went topless oh jesus just <laughs> <Yes>, that one <laughs> so um do you think this movie, because, I mean, this year it's celebrating the 35th anniversary, and, you know, it's, it, like I said, it's gotten a major uh, reissue from Shot Factory on Ultra HD 4K and everything. Do you think 35 years later this film has stood the test of time? For sure. Absolutely. For sure. And, I mean, I say that with bias because, yeah, I, I popped it in last night just like, all right, we're doing this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of those movies that even if you're not, steeped in transformers lore it's worth it, it's it's a gorgeous movie soundtrack mm-hmm. bangs just straight bangs um you know it it would fight for top tier 80s soundtrack with like lost boys and it doesn't oh, have yeah. a shirtless and chained up saxophone player in it so if it did <laughs> it would definitely be number I'll one i still believe <laughs> i mean i remember um, telling you guys like when i was when i was in the military and i got sent this movie uh by my lovely wife i had a crew of military members that were just like, you know, at first, like, man, there's that old Transformers movie. Oh, yeah, I used to like this movie, yeah. And, like, people were coming to me like, hey, uh, I heard you got Transformers the movie. you mind if I borrowed it or whatever? So um, not just my overwhelming bias, and I will go ahead and acknowledge that right now, I saw people watching this movie that were around my same age group that were thoroughly enjoying it. And also there were some... Uh, we had younger crew members as well right. who had not experienced it. They didn't know of, you know, they might have grown up on a different era of Transformers, but they enjoyed it. And even with my two children have watched it and enjoyed it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I think hey, it holds up. 
Yeah, I mean, not only for me, I mean, on a nostalgia level, does it hold up because of you know the, the memories that are brought back from when I went to go see it in the theater and everything, and being a fan of Transformers like I was. Uh, but I mean, the film is so enriched and engulfed in '80s nostalgia. I mean, if you're looking, for, at least for me, if you're looking for a movie that's quintessential '80s, this is definitely one of those films that goes on that list for being quintessential 80s, not only because of the artwork going on in there, but that soundtrack and the fact that, like so many other movies in the 80s, that was not afraid to just go over the top with it. I, it really is a time capsule movie for me now also. So, I mean, you could look at it as a Transformers fan, and if you are looking for something that is a great description of 80s pop culture, this film was definitely one of them. Oh, sure. There was a point when they were inside a Unicron and, uh, like, looking out. And I was like, man, this this feels really synthwave. And then I had to remind myself when the movie came out. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course it is. Like, of course that's what this is. That's when it came out. Because I completely, at that point, lost track of, like, the time period. Because it could have been now. Oh, it could you have know, been something by Steve Ditko also, I mean, with yeah, some man, of the artwork geez. that was going on. You ain't kidding. Could have been some old Doctor Strange business mm-hmm. up in there. But yeah, I think I think it holds up. I think absolutely anybody should watch this. Um it's worth it's well worth the time. Uh, you know, if you're into nostalgia, if you're into Transformers for sure, you've already seen it. But if you're just looking for something to watch, it's got everything you want. Um uh, short of a love story. And kind of a love Thanks. story. I'm glad there wasn't a love story in this, unless you, you're talking about the the uh, love story of um, um, Galvatron and himself. And you know, that's about it. <laughs> I mean, Soundwave and Megatron. Not, Soundwave's the only one <laughs> that was like, "Let's go ahead and pick this guy up and take him <laughs> off the battlefield." Right. I love the shot of, of Rumble running with the cannon. <laughs> How? Uh, how big is the inside of Astro Train, by the way? I would also like to point out that, <laughs> that that's Astro, a roomy train. That really yeah. is. Also, Astro Train was in space. He doesn't need to generate any mass. I, I, he doesn't need to generate yeah. any weight. He was in space. No. No, everybody could have lived. <laughs> he was big enough for Devastator to form inside <laughs> and have headroom. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that, that's mass shifting. That, that's what uh, um, I, I forget the the full definition of. But yes, he can do that. <laughs> they can do that. They can absolutely do that. Sure, why not? I will have to admit the scene when um, he's picking up uh, uh, Negatron and carrying him away. I kind of wanted to isolate that scene and put the Brokeback Mountain music over yeah, it. It's an officer to kill the moment right there. <laughs> He's just walking away, and you hear Megatron going, I wish I knew how to quit you. <laughs> also, I'd like to point out, when when they were inside of Unicron and busted out through his other eye before, <laughs> where did they go? <laughs> in space, man. They're just in space. They had a child with them. Like, <laughs> two, they, they had two humans. They had Spike and Daniel right there. But when they busted out that eye, they just kind of, like go into space. <laughs> they just go to the left. Just, and I don't. There you go. I mean, I've they got watched trailer, enough, Obviously, I've watched enough Evil Knievel to know that you got to go somewhere. <laughs> they got in the trailer. That's just off camera. Yeah, there you go. Come on. 
Yeah, they got in the trail and then jumped out into space through his eye above Cybertron. I don't know. I don't know. Also, <laughs> oxygen. Was there oxygen inside of Rodimus? Because uh, were they still in their suits? They were still in their suits. Okay, never They're mind. They're still in their suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but they were still... that oxygen's got to run out. I mean, that suit must have been super impressive. That's all I'm saying. Like, and I don't know. Other things. I mean, he was in that suit for a couple of days. All right, <laughs> I'm assuming so. Recycling. I mean, there was no. Uh, they didn't eat anything or drink any no, water. They didn't need to because it was just recycling going on. So you know, it just reabsorbed into the skin. Oh, and there you go. Water world. Okay, sure. Sure. Oh my gosh! All right, all right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, coming on to our show to discuss the Transformers, Jason. For our listeners who are not familiar with the super cool nerd show, Come saying on, it right like this you said time. First time, I want to hear it. <laughs> tell us, tell us about your show. Yeah, Super Cool Nerd Show. We're a weekly live broadcast Thursdays, 8 p.m. You can catch us on YouTube.com slash SCNS Live. Uh, we got a panel of people. We talk about the news of the week. Also on the channel, we, we do uh, game reviews. I'm actually working on my review right now of Metroid Dread. Um, hopefully going to be up this week. And, of course, I talk toys on another YouTube channel called Alternate Heads. Uh, toy reviews and toy discussion. It's good stuff. Awesome. Thanks again for being on our show, man. Oh, yeah. Dude, twist my arm to talk about Transformers. It's <laughs> such a pleasure to have you on your show. I'm, I'm one of... Not only do I am I proud to consider you a friend, but I'm one of your biggest fans. And all, uh, alternate heads, no, roll your eyes if you want. You are look at what's behind you, man. Come on, man. You're gonna, I'm surprised you haven't pulled that Sentinel out on me again this time. Um, I found a place for it. <laughs> oh, did you finally find a three foot by two foot place for that sucker? Uh, but alternate heads is the best name for a toy review show, pans down ever. And I do one. Um, sir, I do a toy show, and that one is so much better. You are a prince, and I'm so looking forward to seeing you in the coming month, man. Oh man, you're 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 my buddy, you're my pal. I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna not gonna you know both you and Roy. It's always it's always a good time to see the two of you, and hopefully I get to do that soon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and by the way, for those who are listening, because this is coming out before AllCon, uh, Jason and Farmer will be at AllCon uh, oh. in Dallas. This uh, Halloween weekend, I will not be there yet. I will be there. Um, there are going to be in some of the game shows, um, uh, especially the horror uh, box game show where Jaster is part of the game show. So we found creative ways for me to actually be there yet. I'm not going to be there. So uh, Jason's going to be wearing a Flavor Flav like iPad around his neck. Uh, <laughs> with Roy's want, face on it at all with times. My face I'm gonna be on like, there. A, like a big tweaky. I just want to like carry it around like <laughs> so that Roy can like see people like, oh hey, how's it going? Just like taking Roy. Everybody, have you met Roy? <laughs> I mean, I I'm talking to everybody. Jason's gonna be going beady beady beady. I was he's walking around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to do this so bad. That's a horrifying <laughs> idea. Jason, if you're going to be there Thursday night, I believe it'll be Thursday night. Your your iPad, you and your iPad should uh, come to uh, the, the onliners panel that Roy wrote that I'm going to do side on. Yeah, I wrote a panel of uh, of uh, onliners for Farmer, and he told me 
that I had carte blanche on what to do and that he was not going to see it until that night when he does the show. Uh, I haven't seen any of the jokes that Roy wrote, and I'm just going to have to read them. Basically, I I created a game to make sure that he perpetually has the look on his face the entire time that Elizabeth Olsen has, and she has that what-the-fuck face during WandaVision. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so scared and alone. Oh, man. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I should be back at Allcon next year, so I'm I'm, I'm hoping I can get the time off for it to be back. I'm, I'm missing Allcon deeply this year. I really am. It misses you too, man. I know. All right, let's get out of here. Let's let Jason go back to making me jealous with this Sentinel. And uh, <laughs> every day I kick myself a little more for that not backing that sucker. Wait till that Galactus arrives. <laughs> See, that's too much. That feels like too much. Galactus feels like too much. The Sentinel felt like it was right on. The Galactus feels like maybe it's too much, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, guys. All, All right. right, brothers. Thank for thank thank you guys for having me, man. I thank you as well, man. You clashed check up. Out, check out S uh, Super Cool Nerd Show. Check out uh, all of his stuff there on YouTube. We'll be back in the next coming week to do our Halloween episodes. Uh, we're doing again. Uh, Mystics in Bali, the Indonesian horror film from 1981 uh, about uh, a floating vampire head with the guts hanging underneath her head. Um, and if that wasn't scary enough, we're also doing the Davy and Goliath Halloween special. <laughs> and uh, Andrew is having me watch a movie called The Reeker, which I'm it's guessing is about a serial killing sentient fart. Oh, so I watched it last night and it is... Mm, chef's kiss to a 2000s <laughs> horror. It's great. <laughs> See what you're missing. <laughs> oh, man. If you can find it, I think I bought the last two copies off of Amazon for Roy and I. <laughs> yeah, I think Amazon was happy that he bought the last two copies of the movie. It's like, oh, good, someone's buying our last two copies of The Reeker. Get the shit out of here. Somebody blew dust off of this thing before it went into an envelope. Yes. Michael Ironside won't leave us alone about the 25 cent residuals he's going to get for this movie when we sell it. So. Oh, it's, it's, no. He's done so many bad movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he has. This is one of them. This is one of them. Ironside got to eat. 